Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me as always is... Patrick Terry. And we are coming to you again, post-Halloween, shenanigans and celebrations. The uh, cold air has hit us here in Nashville, uh, which, you know, couldn't wait one more week, but... Nah. Nope, that'd be too much. Um, tonight we've, or today, whatever, whenever, whenever you're deciding to listen to it, but for us recording Sunday nights, uh, yeah. So we've got, uh, tonight we're going to take a look at Zombie Land 2, Double Tap, Pop Pop. Uh, actually, I just realized I looked down at my notes and instead of putting Terminator Dark Fate, I put Terminator 2 because apparently I forgot there's been three others. So, uh, we could, I mean, we could, but... Yeah, I mean, the way the others don't matter. That much. No. Yeah. Really. All right, so Patrick will talk about Terminator Dark Fate. I will talk about the craziness that is The Lighthouse, um, with, but not give too much, because it is definitely one people should see. But before we get into all of that, let's start off every episode with Patrick, what's new? Well, just working. It's probably like my story now, just working. Um... A movie that I'm gonna talk about the next podcast. They get to see a sneak peek of uh, Playing with Fire with John okay. Cena, and that's the com- it's a comedy, right? It, it's a family comedy. Family comedy, okay. Because <clears throat> when you told me about it, I'm like Playing with Fire. I don't remember seeing that horror movie on right. On the right. List. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know this one at all. And then when you said John Cena, and I'm like, oh, the Fire Fire movie. Yeah, got it. I'm on it. All right. Yeah. And I was, I was like, okay, same track. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll delve into that one next week. Anything else going on? Um, no, it's pretty, pretty dry right now. Your daughter ended up doing anything for for Halloween? No, I know she, she's 13, but... Um, she haven't mentioned, she never told me anything, so I doubt, doubt. Okay. It was cold that day, too, so... Yes, it was. Yeah, so, doubtful. Okay. Any news on... Um, you know, Christmas is coming up, so... Yeah. She doesn't send me her list, mm. so... She's heavily into Stranger Things. Okay. So she wants a lot of Stranger Things related, like hoodies, backpacks, fanny packs, just anything related to it. Okay. Just something you could pack? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Excuse me. being a teenager, she wants an iPad. Yeah. And upgraded phone, hopefully, which I'll probably do that for her birthday. Okay. And then maybe maybe an iPad for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. But okay. we'll see. Fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, That's I, don't, it. I, don't, I don't have much. <laughs> Not much <laughs> at all. <laughs> right on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the coffee. I'm going to do my best to kind of do that away from microphone as much as possible. Um, I haven't really caught that much till now. Go figure. <laughs> um, let's see for me. Uh, Halloween, we Halloweened it up. Uh, Grayson got to go on her first field trip. In preschool, uh, they loaded up in their little preschool bus and went to the uh, went to a assisted living where they got to go trick or treating around, I guess, the different rooms or whatever. Right. So she was very excited because she got to ride the bus, and that was like the highlight, I think, of her because she felt like she was, you know, well, she is, but I mean, felt like a real big, you know, like a big kid then because right. she's riding on the bus now, exactly. and she got to go on field trips. So she was very excited. I think was more excited about that than anything else that happened that day. 
felt like she's on that next level. Yep, now. she's on that next <laughs> level, and she got to. Uh, also, they had like a parade and a little party at her preschool. York, I got York had a little party also, and then um, hold on just one second. Okay, uh, I guess I'm good. They uh, they had the little party and everything, and then they uh, then picked them up, and then we got went home. Everybody got changed. Uh, York wore his Ravenclaw outfit, and he decided he because the kid's smart and very Ravenclaw. He decided he didn't want to take a trick or treat bag. He took an empty backpack and wore it. And then whenever you know did trick or treat, he would just turn around and then just have them. Dump the candy in his back. Convenient. Yeah. And he got he got actually several compliments and thought, you know, from people saying, Wow, that's a really good idea. So yeah, so he had a blast and both of them, even though it was coldest, it was like forty degrees, but damn with that wind and everything. Oh yeah. We Tip made it you. about thirty minutes and then uh Ruth's like, you know what? Go back and get the van, please. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no complaints here. So Went back, got the van, and came back, got everybody loaded up. One of Grace's friends from dance joined us, and, you know, we all piled in and then drove him to, you know, got warmed up, drove everybody to the next stop, let them out. I stayed in the van where it's warm because, yeah, right. be smart. <laughs> York made it, like, just a little bit longer, and then he was done. Um, so he stayed in the van with me, and... Uh, Grayson and everybody else got back out and got at it. I mean, we were at, we were out two hours easily, That's but cool. I mean, everybody stayed bundled up, so that helped. And then they got to come in and get warm. Right. And yeah, they had a good time, which is all that matters. Uh, and then let's see. Oh, Grayson decided to go with her Car- Harley Quinn outfit. She had the Harley Quinn and the Batgirl, and the last second decided Harley Quinn was what she wanted to do that night. So. Couldn't really tell because she had her jacket on, but it didn't really matter. Right. Um, you know, plenty of pictures from all the other times that she was wearing it. So, um, but yeah, so it turned out to be pretty good. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's about it. I kind of slacked on my library movies, movie watching. Uh, did get to finally watch Crazy Rich Asians, so that's that was turned out. I mean, it was pretty good. Okay. And. I forgot what else. A couple others. Oh, A Private War, which is with uh, Rosamund Pike, based on a true story of a reporter. It's, yeah, it's really good. Anyways, I'm going to do all this in another time, but uh, I did watch those. But um, Castle Rock started back on Hulu, so uh, preoccupied getting caught up on that. And then Amazon Prime dropped Jack Ryan, so... It's going to make it difficult because I'm going to be spending a lot of time watching John Krasinski be a badass. So, right. um, yeah, so maybe watch is going to be challenging. <laughs> it be one of those not enough hours and all that. Uh, but, yeah, I guess other than that, um, we do have some, I guess it's okay for me to go ahead and make the special announcement. Uh, this Thursday early evening, um, I will be because you'll be at work. Um, But Thursday night, we're going to have a uh, special episode with uh, some friends I made it back in the spring when I went to Pod X, and I sat in on their podcast, The Strange South. These two awesome ladies from Jacksonville, Alabama, um, tell awesome, creepy stories that are 
Some are based in myth and lore. Some are true crime. Uh, some are just kind of are kind of like uh, cryptozoologist type thing. They like, uh, and it's awesome to listen to. I've had a blast listening to it and staying connected with them. We have decided we're going to try and record an episode, make it a joint. I guess they'll be our special guest for our uh, for our podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about one specific movie and then I will you know just ask them questions just in general about about uh, because they both have they both have uh, children so ask them what it's like taking them to their movies and what movies they like also all that the movie we're going to discuss is Wrinkles the Clown which I already watched the documentary of yeah Um, but I haven't discussed specifically because we're going to try and arrange this so we'll be talking about that. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting discussion. So I'm very excited about that and cannot wait to uh, to do that with them and t- discuss uh, movies with them. So I have another awesome announcement, but I'm not going to make it yet until I get that one finalized. Um, but some potentially really awesome news as far as another guest, um, hopefully sometime in the future. So when I get more information. You know, when I can get that one kind of nailed down, we'll get that one out. Um, so, anyways, uh, again, if you aren't listening to The Strange South, like I kind of tried to recommend to people to do, especially for Halloween, um, definitely check them out. They are hilarious. Um, the stories are fun. Yeah, and so please go just do yourself a favor and go listen to that. Not safe for kids, though. I'll, I'll go ahead and grant you that one. Uh, not safe for kids. <laughs> not for um, kids. I would love for my. I, I think it would. Just, you know. I think York would be fascinated with a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't need two more people that talk like me. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> One is enough. Yeah. Exactly. One's enough. Um, but yeah. So other than that, I guess. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess we ought to get into it. Let's see movies. I guess it's my turn, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, I'll talk briefly about Countdown. Okay, go for it. Uh, Countdown's got a pretty basic premise. It's an app you download to your phone, and it pretty much tells you when you're going to die. Okay. Uh, Some people get 30-plus years. Some would get, like, 50-plus years, which means from that point of their life, so they might live to be 80 or in the 90s. But our main character in the movie, she gets... Two days and maybe some hours. Wow, she got the short end of that one. Right. And, of course, she doesn't believe it at first, but uh, she works as a nurse in the hospital, and she encounters one of her patients whose girlfriend just happened to download the app, didn't believe it, and she mysteriously died. Okay. Well, not mysteriously, but um, the way she was supposed to die didn't happen the way it was supposed to. Oh, okay. So, like a glitch in the so, system. So, like, basically, let's say it says you're going to die however long, and it's already got it predetermined how it's going to happen, but you may do something that alters, that, it. that alters it. Thus, you get the notification of breach of agreement, terms of agreement. All so, right. I guess that means it just happens in any kind of way from there. Okay. So, basically, <laughs> just go on this journey trying to figure out how to beat the app. They go to a tech guy at a cell phone store to see if he can 
hack into it, maybe give them more time, uh, which doesn't work. But, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it's basic premise. App tells you when you're going to die. They're trying to figure out how to beat it. And then chaos ensues. Wow. I took my daughter to see this. Yeah. It was only PG-13, so it was okay. cool. Um, she was scared. Yeah. It scared her. I mean, I was legit scared at some parts, but I didn't show it. Right. Because okay. after the movie, she's like, you didn't budge. You didn't do anything during the scary parts. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, there's some stuff <laughs> no, that got no, me. I mean, you know. There's like, some oh. stuff that got me. <laughs> um, afterwards, you know, I was walking in the garage. Yeah. And she's walking real fast. I'm thinking, like, um, maybe she's cold because it was a little cool. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm just trying to get to the car. You know, trying to oh, okay. let's just go. <laughs> but she liked it. She Even though she was scared, she said she'd see it again. Okay, so cool. She's kind of like me. When I was younger, I'd be scared about, about some of the horror movies, but then I'd still sit and watch it, even though it scares the mess out of me. <laughs> but um, it was it was a pretty good movie. So do you think she was more scared of watching this one or watching It Chapter 2? Uh, this one, because she was actually... Nervous for the rest of the day, kind of. <laughs> and like the next day, my sister, she cleans offices in the morning. Okay. So my daughter went with her, and it was dark. And so they kept hearing noises. And so, yeah, stemming from the movie, she was more scared than normal. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. So it stuck with her a little bit. I don't let her watch the Belco experiment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched that one, it's a... I think, who is it, Sam, is it a Sam Raimi? No, I'm gonna, no it's going to bug me. I believe it's Sam Raimi directing it, um, or it's a gun, or it's a James Gunn. I think it's James Gunn. Uh, directed movie, it's about basically uh, an experiment at an office building setting. Basically, at the end, of, they walk down the building, you have to try and oh, yeah. I never got to see get that. out alive. I wanted to see that, it. If you don't, basically, if you don't, what is it? You have to kill somebody if you don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a tit-for-tat thing. Pretty much. And it is it is pretty it's pretty bloody. Yeah. Because I remember I watched it. Uh, that's right. John Gallagher Jr. is in it. That's why I watched it. Because I really like him as an actor. Tony Goldwyn's in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnson McGinley. It was written by James Gunn. Uh, that's why. That's It was written by James Gunn and I think produced... Uh, but director was Greg McQueen. Right, Shotgun obviously is in it. Uh, anyways, it's that's one of those. I'm like, all right, this is something. I mean, it's it was entertaining, but it was a bit much after a while. I was like, all right, I get it. Yeah. You know, nothing really. I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. But it's if you like those kind of movies, then you'll you'll definitely like you'll definitely like it. I, it's, just not for me, <laughs> if that makes sense. But I mean, if you're a fan of the horror genre, you'll you'll like that movie. Not to add that to my my watch list. Yep, it's a uh, came out 2016, so it's okay. Not too couple, old. Guess where you can find it? Library. Yep, because that's where I found it. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch. It. I've been meaning to watch this. So there you go. I'm about to make a trip. I'm telling you, uh, gold mine. <laughs> gold mine. It's a. It's a wealth of not well knowledge, obviously for books, but it's for entertainment as well. Yes, entertainment. If you love movies, it's silly not to. So it's it's a it's an easy go to. Yeah. So. But, all right. Um, 
Can we go ahead and talk about Terminator 2? Or not Terminator 2. Good God, Jeff. Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah, that one too. Technically would be Terminator 3. In, in this, in this yes, particular. Because they, they retconned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it basically pre- picks up a little more than two decades after Judgment Day. Okay. And, um, you know, of course. The film Judgment the Day. The film right? yeah, okay. T2 Judgment Day. Okay. So that particular crisis was averted, you know, so mm-hmm. they changed the future for millions of people. Yep, hasta la vista. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, even though that particular Judgment Day was prevented, yet another Judgment Day type event happens to where they send another Terminator, which is a more advanced Terminator, which they call the Rev-9. That, Rev-9? Mm-hmm. Sounds like mascara. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing the new Rev Nine, and the dude that playing that's playing this particular um, Terminator, he looks like he might use a little Rev Nine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but he's got some new abilities. Like yeah. you see in the trailer where she throws an iron bar at him, and he kind of oh, he just absorbs his, it. Yeah, yeah, and transfer. He can actually yeah. split. Oh, okay. So they, they, I don't think they really showed it in the trailer, but he splits. Which is good, right? So, well, like they kind of because when he was driving, but he separates himself. Yeah. Where he looks like the the exoskeleton of the Terminator. Okay. Yeah. And then whichever human form he takes is that second image. Okay. And um So is it like a version of cloning almost? Well, I mean they can let's see. To me it almost seemed like Venom symbiote the way it looked. Okay. So it's kinda of like liquid metal, but once it's solid, it's solid. Gotcha. Kinda of makes you wonder about the mechanical aspects of yeah, that but I'm thinking too much yeah it is it's <laughs> thinking too much of it yeah but, uh, but yeah he can separate himself to where he's like the robot version of the Terminator and then the human form that you see in the trailer so but then they can also come back so yeah um you got um Linda Hamilton reprising her role as Sarah Connor yeah and then of course as you see in the trailer Arnold Schwarzenegger is back as the T-800 like I guess yeah T-800 yeah yeah. Does it does it explain how he was able to grow facial hair? Well, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't explain it, but I thought I was thinking maybe that it was that the human skin pretty much is like, despite what he is on the inside, yeah. the skin on the outside is like human, and it'll do what it does. It'll right. evolve and okay. age. Yeah, but no explanation. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm just curious. Yeah, there's a scene that does happen at the beginning that could have been tacked on at the end of. Judgment Day T2. Okay. Yeah. And then it flash forward two decades. Um, so along with this Rev-9, you have uh, another individual sent from the future. Her name is Grace, but she's more of an enhanced super soldier. So she's okay. human, but she's been enhanced with like robotic features. and. Right. Okay. That's, that's what she, Yeah, because they mentioned that in the trailer. Yeah. So okay. she's sent to protect Danny. Uh, who has some involvement for what happened in the future, and that's why the Rev Nine sent back to kill her, because something I'm be related about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. something related to her. I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say too much about that. Okay. But yeah, killing her will help him. Gotcha. Saving her will help her. Gotcha. All right. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. See how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So basically, this new Terminator is very difficult to beat, which is what brings the older T-800 model into this, because if things get bad, that's where they go, and it just so happens to be 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Gotcha. And um, they kind of briefly showed in the trailer, like, uh, Sarah Connor was trying to shoot him. But they explained in the movie why. So if you go see it, you'll understand why they showed that in the trailer. Gotcha. So, um, but they do eventually work together. But overall, I liked the movie. Okay. It was a lot of action. They even made Arnold funny. He was funny. People were laughing. Yeah. You know, um, but it's got great action. I like the story. Script's good. Linda Hamilton acting is on point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of facial expressions I was looking at. It was like, you know, I could feel like she was actually in, in the role. Wasn't yeah, yeah. She, wasn't, she was having a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Arnold's enjoying himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's making movies still. Of course he is. Right. It looked good, though. I mean, yeah. just for... Look good for old man. Him and Stolo and I think still work out together. At least they used to, I know. You can tell. Yeah. But um, you know, it's your normal action you come to expect from I'd say maybe the some T two. Since I didn't see the middle three, yeah. I don't know how, how the action right. was there. So have as someone who has seen all of them, um I uh I didn't like Rise of the Machines. I didn't yeah, I just didn't like that one much. Um, and just, I, I don't know. I don't, there's a lot of things like the casting I thought was miscast. Yeah. I didn't like what's his name. He was in Disturbing Behavior. He's been in a bunch of other tween movies, but he was very popular during the time that that one came out. And, and then uh, also, what's her name? Claire Danes was in it. And I just, she was fine, but I, I didn't. It's whatever. Yeah. And then, um, also, yeah, I just, it was okay. It was just okay. But then the Terminator Salvation, I thought it had more action. I actually liked Christian Bale. Um, Sam Worthington is, was fine. I mean, I'd never heard of him until then. Um, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of special effects and explosions and stuff, which made it look cool, but overall, it was just, it was serviceable for an action movie, but it wasn't great. I mean, it was serviceable. It's entertaining, which is all it really needs to be. Right. A lot of people hated it. I'm one of the few I think that actually kind of liked it. <laughs> um, and then uh, the latest one, Genesis, came out with uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, and I forgot who else was in it, but... Yeah, I mean, it it was okay. It, it was just, I wasn't that impressed with it, but right. in the end, it was entertaining. I mean, it was fine, but definitely not my way. I mean, it's easily forgettable, just like the third one's easily forgettable. Salvation was at least more fun and entertaining because it takes place mainly during post-Judgment Day time period. Okay. So. Yeah, so a lot of that takes place then instead of in the past, you know, pre. So it was kind of see, cool to see the, 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 you know, how they beat the, te- you know, the Terminators and all that. So, yeah. So I kind of liked it for that. I think most people probably hated it because of that, but I didn't run around. I mean, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen this one yet, um, but I plan to. I may go see it tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. How the day plays out. <clears throat> but, you know, I would say if you hadn't seen the other three, you don't necessarily have to see them. 
Right. So yeah, I would probably seen, I, honestly I would probably agree with that too. Yeah, if you watch, haven't even seen this one yet, I would yeah. still <laughs> I would probably if we were just talking about just them announcing it, right, and then just knowing that they were playing on retconning it to where it takes place right after the Judgment Day, term T yeah. two Judgment Day. I would still be like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Fairly certain you probably won't have to see the other three. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say at most watch T two again and then see this and it's kind of like another movie we talk about later where it picks up Pretty almost much. seamlessly where the other one left left off. So you know what? Why don't we go ahead and do that? All right. Yeah, and then I'll get into the White House after. Cool. And then I'll get into two cents, and then we'll just keep moving on like that. Alrighty. It's like we're being professional and shit. <laughs> you know, every once in a while. They were, you know, it, they're not in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on purpose. Fluke. <laughs> uh, Zombie Land Double Tap. Well. Go ahead, man. No, it's still your turn. Okay. Um, well, then, picks, well, the movie, 10 years after the original. Yep. Um, now, I may have missed this. Is it also 10 years later in the story? Yes. Okay. All right. Because it didn't okay. feel like it. It felt like it was just picked up literally. <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, it takes place two years after. Yeah. Um, same old Columbus, Tallahassee, um, Wichita and Little Rock. Same characters, same actors. Just, you know, no, they didn't like dumb anybody down or give anybody extras. Like, it's the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do introduce some new zombies. Yep. Uh, do you want to? Talk about no, the actual ahead. zombies? You, yeah. I mean, go I mean, ahead. Knock them you, down. You wouldn't think it'd be spoilers? No, I mean, no. They, okay. I think they might have even brought it up in one of the trailers. And it's not, and even by bringing it up, it's not still not telling you anything about the story. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It'd All just right. be like in, talking about new characters that are in the movie, but not actually explaining anything about the story or any plot points. Okay. So. So, your new zombies, you have your homers. Yep. Which are slow and yeah, lazy and fat and just yep. kind of dumb. Yeah. Then you have your Hawkings, which are the smart zombies. Yep. And then you have ninjas, which are sneaky. Um, then they have a newer one that's more advanced, and they call it the T-800. The T-800. Look at that full circle. Terminator reference. <laughs> yep. And uh, they do introduce a new character, Madison. And if you yes. watch it, you'll see how... She, I, I liked her character. Oh my god, she was my funny. favorite thing in the movie. She was hilarious. My favorite. <laughs> seriously, I just would have watched that character and then just been happy. Yeah, when she wasn't on screen, I was just like, man, bring her back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, this is fine, but this is not nearly as entertaining as it was. She had good chemistry with everybody. Everybody yeah. had good chemistry all around. Yeah. Um, overall, I did like it. One nitpicky thing is just I wish they'd done more with the new zombies that they introduced. Just yes. a little more. You know, especially the more advanced one. Right, right. Yeah. But um that's that's all I that's all the notes I have. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, so I went and saw this during dead time, or at least our dead time for me, so I saw it a late showing and we know my success rate of late showings and nodding off. Yeah. I didn't nod off one time during this movie. Mm-mm. First of all, I was able to go to like a 9.50 show, so it wasn't even before 10 o'clock, so I'm very excited. I was very excited about that. It's a good time. It's only an, it's an hour and 39 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You probably could have actually added 10 more minutes, to be honest, and I would have been perfectly happy. Yeah. 
like by explaining more about or showing more battles with the other zombies. Just put in, sprinkle them in there. Yeah. The director is a uh, same director as the first one. Directed by Reuben Fleischer. Reuben Fleischer um, did direct Venom, since we're talking about things full circle. Um, <laughs> again, on accident. Yes. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I did Venom. Uh, let's see, he also directed Gangster Squad with a host of people, Ryan Gosling, Sean Penn, and uh, Josh Brolin, and a bunch of others. That movie was just... It was okay, but definitely not my favorite. Um, and he directed 30 Minutes or Less with Jesse Eisenberg, and I think Danny McBride is in that, I think. It's the pizza delivery, and they do a robbery or something. I never saw it. It didn't really look like anything I wanted to see. First time hearing about it. Yeah. If I saw it at the library, I probably would run it, though. Okay. <laughs> so if I come across it, I'll probably check it out. So, yeah, the budget for this movie was $42 million, which I think is double what the original was. Okay. Still is in that nice middle sweet spot. So it uh, was written by uh, Dave Callahan, Rhett Reese, and Paul Wernick. Uh, the last two uh, wrote the first one. So Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick wrote the first zombie one of these. That's cool. Probably the other guy probably just did punch ups or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wrote a picture too. Um, I enjoyed it. I had so much fun watching this. And it was one I wasn't even really that excited to go see. Like, I knew I'd like it. Right. Or I knew I'd, it would be entertaining. I, I I laughed a lot in this movie. I thought it was so much fun. And, yeah, the cast was, I mean, yeah, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, who still reminds me of one of our co-workers that's a supervisor. Um <laughs> You find, yeah, you're just catching on who I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, Emma Stone and uh, and uh, Abigail Breslin. Um, yeah, I mean they're still good. The so the thing I'm gonna get Nick picky about is the relationship, like the kind of petty arguments. Yeah. Like I get it, you know they're gonna argue and bicker and stuff like that. But they're still trying to survive a zombie apocalypse, so it seems like petty arguments would probably be the last thing. Right. But then again, like Woody Harrelson's character's ego, I guess, you know, wouldn't allow that to not happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's something he would get. Anyways, there's just some, uh, what's the word? Some parts of the movie where I'm like, Really? I mean, we've y'all got other stuff going on. Y'all are arguing about this, yeah. And that just seems like that wouldn't really happen, right? Maybe that's just me. And you know, they and granted, this is a comedy. It's not supposed to be like a drama or anything like that, like Walking Dead or some of your other zombie movies, yeah. Where mm-hmm. you know they're to them survival and food and you know. Searching for food. I mean, hell, that's three quarters of Walking Dead searching for food and True. a new place to stay. So right. they're not really worried about either one in the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, it's not that kind of movie. So I tried not to treat it as such. Right. If that makes sense. Like so I just focused on just watching it. But you know, when I got to think about it after them, after it was well, let me rephrase that. Because when I got home, I crapped out and went straight to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think too much about it. But the next day when I was 
thinking about the movie and thinking about writing notes down um, for the episode and everything, I got to think, you know, it's a, that was sort of some of the things that popped in my head. But what I really did enjoy on the good aspects of it, what I really enjoyed was uh, the new character, Madison, played by, I think it's it's Zoe, I believe it's Deutsch, D-E-U-T-C-H. I don't think it's Dutch, I think it's Deutsch. Maybe. Yeah, not sure. Anyways, um, she's usually a brunette in most of the things she plays. So uh, she was in the movie Why Him with James Franco. She was in The Disaster Artist with James Franco. And she was in Before I Fall with, um, I forgot who else is in that, drawing the blank. But I remember seeing that and thinking that was a decent movie too. I saw The Disaster Artist locked in. I did not see Why Him because I hadn't. I've had other things I could watch. Right. So, <laughs> no interest. And she's in the new Netflix um, series called The Politician, which I have not watched yet. Um, but her character, I mean, she was just spot on. I mean, it was she's seriously the best character in this movie. She yeah. is the reason to, in my opinion, she's the reason to watch this movie. Yeah. Not really to watch, I mean, the action and the other funny stuff. Like the bit with... with bit with um, Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch and Rosario Dawson. When they first introduced the two characters, which you see in the trailer, so I mean, you know what's going on. Yeah. I like that scene. I think it just went on a little bit too long. I think True. they didn't cut, they didn't yell cut quick enough. Yeah. Because they just tried, they just, I, the bit was good. Until it went on for too long, and then you're like, okay, it's not funny anymore. Now you're just like, dragging said, it out. I'm like, said cut yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little at least bit. a minute or two yeah. earlier. Yeah. Before the action progressed. Yes. Because when the action started progressing, then that was fine. That was, but that was pretty they drew it out. I believe they drew that scene out just a little bit too long, and because to the point where I was like, all right, I'm I'm kind of over it now. Can we right. move on? But for the most part, I really didn't have a problem with the movie. Like, I, it's you can find nitpicky things in yeah. really anything. In a movie like this, and I hadn't seen the original in a long time, like, but I enjoyed, but I enjoyed, like, the homages to the, like, they still had some things that were in the first one, um, like, uh, graphics-wise, like yeah. the rules, you know, yeah. his, uh, his rules and everything would still pop up and, you know, it would still show up on the screen and all that. And that was, I was like, oh, and it kind of made you go, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Like you feel like you're like in a warm blanket or something. Like, okay, you know, I know where I'm at because they, they, they didn't really want to change the way they were doing it. Right. Just how they told it. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and I think that helped the story. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I'd go see it again. I thought it was pretty self-aware. It knew it. It knew what it was. Yeah, it knew what it was. It's yeah. like, listen, we're not going to try. Like, we know what you guys want. We're just going to do more of what we did. Um, I'm not exactly sure why it took us ten years, but here we are. Right. And for what it didn't I feel like ten years though. Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> if what I understand was is the reason that it took so long for them to get around to making the sequel is just everyone's scheduling. I mean, okay. you've got three people, three out of four of the main leads. Or Oscar nominees. <laughs> They're busy. Uh, yeah. Woody Harrelson, Oscar nominee. 
Jesse Eisenberg, Oscar nominee, Social Network. I almost yeah. forgot about that. Emma Stone, Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Abigail Breslin has, not yet, but, you know, still time. She's still very young. Right. Um, so it's just hard to get scheduling um, and arranged and everything. You know, it might have uh, worked out. For, you know, might, yeah, no. Might, it, fact it, that it took this long, might have worked out better than it took this long. Right. And I think one thing, I think, and I haven't checked to see what the, uh, where they are gross-wise, but I think if people don't go see it, the only reason why the only thing reason why I can think of, because I think it's been marketed fairly well, I just think it it could the only thing could be like maybe if people are starting to get zombie fatigue, kind of like people get superhero movie fatigue. Right. Um, well, it did make back pretty much double. Okay. Of the budget, eighty-seven million worldwide. Okay. So did good there. And it's still playing, so they'll still make it'll easily make ninety. So. Oh yeah. Easily. So that's and that's really about the only problem I had. But I really enjoyed it. Like I'd go see it again, and if the zombie killings weren't so, I guess graphic, because there were some that were fairly graphic. Yeah. I'd take York to go see this because yeah. I think he'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I thought. But there's a few daughter. scenes that I'm like, that's where it's gonna. <laughs> that's where I'm gonna be a no on this. Is that is that one right there? I'm like, yeah, damn, had me up until, had me up until right about here, and then you know. Right. It's like I don't know. I'm like I get it, zombies, and you know you kind of get used to it, to like the gross ways. But I'm like, you can still do that off screen, and just mm. have the sound. True. And it would actually probably be worse, because you have to use your imagination. But I mean, otherwise, I again, I take them. I mean, I definitely would show them like a TV version of it. Right. Like a TNT or an FX version. Um, yeah. So that's my thought on Zombie One Two. You good with yours? Yeah. Anything else? Um, I did like Rosario Dawson. I just love some Rosario Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that she's one of those. And listen, I understand she's a good actress. <sighs> just not for me. I just like. Yeah. I remember first first movie, Rosario Dawson movie I ever saw her in, Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. Which I believe, which I will still to this day defend that movie as an amazing guilty pleasure movie. I still laugh at that movie. I freaking love it. Yeah. I think we rented it when it first came out. We rented it and I fell in love was laughing at it and I watch and I watch it every now and then. Like I'll put it, you know, grab the DVD and put it in and and still laugh. I'm like I, it's got some good lines in it and yeah, I think I watched I don't think I watched it completely, but I've seen some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's back when Tara Reid was adorable and not Sad. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, but no, I'd still like that movie. That's a guilty pleasure that I still enjoy watching. Because um, it's just goofy and fun. The music's actually not half bad, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Because that's what the whole movie's about, it's making fun of pop music. Right. Um, all right, anyways. Back on the list. All right, so The White House, another dad time movie. Yes. Not only dead time movie, I had to drive, I couldn't go just to the one just down the road. I had to drive 20 minutes, like 20, 25 minutes, and it started at like 10 o'clock. And, I mean, granted, it was only an hour and 49 minutes. Right. So, cool. I still doze, I still, I didn't doze off. I nodded off like six, seven times. 
Not because because I was just freaking beat and yeah. yeah, but I wanted to go see it and I knew I wasn't like I was already planning out when would there be another time for me to go see this and not. I didn't see it happening. There. Right. <laughs> so I almost saw it this weekend, but it just didn't couldn't put the time. Yep. yep. And that's how that'll happen a lot of times. So the lighthouse is a black and white fantasy horror. Movie, yeah, that's the bestest way. It's yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I guess you could throw in thriller too. Um, it stars the only two people in the movie, aside from two other actors you see leaving the uh, leaving the lighthouse at the beginning of the movie. The only two actors in this movie are Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. That's it. Wow. There's no other. It's, all, no, it's this, all on them to make this movie good or bad. Yep, wow. good, better. And there is no indifferent. Yeah. And, um, it's directed by Robert Eggers. He directed The Witch, which is. <laughs> I had no. I was like, I don't know. That's just going to come out like this. He directed The Witch. Ooh, see, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Anyways, he directed The. I'm just going to get it out and get it up. Get the sentence over with. Yep. <laughs> He directed The Witch, which he <laughs> was his first uh, film he directed. And that movie's weird. I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago. Because they've, because they had, uh, the Strange South podcast had actually brought it up a couple of times in, in some of the stories that they've covered. And they're like, oh, kind of like, you remember, kind of like in The Witch when, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think we really need to rewatch this because I liked it, I think, the first time. Mm-hmm. But then I hadn't rewatched it, so I went back and rewatched it. And that movie's just weird. And it's kind of long, and it could be kind of boring in places. But it, yeah, I was just like, oh, I gotta. But yeah, it's like, but it's so weird and strange. And then, but then it kind of just ends. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but still strange. So I was definitely interested in seeing this movie. Right. Because um, I was like, I want to see what they do with this. And it's in black and white, and how are you going to get me to a movie? Put it in black and white, and I will go see it. I, I just I'm a sucker for whether it's an old movie black and white or a new movie black and white. It right. tends to be it's black and white for a stylistic reason and a way and as a way to tell a story to enhance it. So I made me curious and definitely made me interested. Then I watched the trailer and I'm like, this is going to be weird as hell. And also my they cut a perfect trailer because it keeps you interested in wanting to see it. And, wonder what the hell it's about. I went and saw the movie, and I'm still wondering what the hell it's about. Dang. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not completely true. But Not in a bad way. No, yeah. not in a bad way. I'm just like, it's one of those, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. And the next day, um, for those of, for listeners that follow our Facebook fan page I, or Instagram page, I did post, <laughs> did post the, uh, our text message conversation. Oh, yeah. Where I said, would you like me to describe this movie using only emojis uh, without any context or like two word, you know, two word phrases? And of course, I said, why not both? Now I'm like, all right, asshole, <laughs> do both. <laughs> it's my, I mean, it's my own damn fault because I gave you an option. You yeah. chose see all the above. Yes. <laughs> it's always the right answer. Nine times out of ten. All right, so if you haven't seen if you haven't seen those pictures, I would I would recommend go find them. Um, 
But yeah, it's, it was pretty humorous and very... Then once, if you do go see this movie, which I do recommend people go see this. Yeah. It is, but it is strange, and it is in black and white. And I know some people don't do black and white movies for whatever reason. I guess, I don't know if it's they're scared of them or you just think they're not going to be as fun. I, Sometimes they're better. Yeah, like I think so. Like watching Logan in black and white. Yep. Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, Chrome Edition. Yeah. Anyways, I can go on that for years. Anyways, um, so... Unknown budget. I looked up. I did a Google search. I couldn't find. It gave me a list of sites about what it, what it's made, but not yeah. how much it costs to make. Wow. So unknown hmm. budget, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be fairly slim. Right. It because uh, just one location, right? One location, which uh, well, technically two, because uh, some of the interior shots they couldn't film there. Okay. So they had to use like a warehouse somewhere. In, I think they're in Nova Scotia. I think is where they, they're in Canada. I know they filmed it in Canada. I think it was, I want to say it was like Nova Scotia or somewhere like that. But as of right now, as of like an hour ago <laughs> or two, when I looked it up, it had grossed $7 million, which is not playing on a whole lot of theaters considering I had to drive right. elsewhere to go see it. And I think even as today, I only think it's playing in a couple and couple of uh, theaters in the entire, you know, metro Nashville area, which, you know, we've got like a dozen theaters, so it's, anyways, True. still a fairly small movie. Yeah. It was written by Robert and Max Eggers, so, to kind of give you, an, so about him and his brother, to give you an idea what the movie, without giving too much away, uh, it's a psychological, it's it's about these two white housekeepers, one that's a veteran, one that's still fairly new, and they're stuck for a month on the white house. They take care of it, they do all the maintenance, they you know, shut the coal. It takes place in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the only two. I mean, they have to live together, they have to work together, they really don't know much about each other. And then the elements start kicking in, like the weather elements, and I mean, it's 1890, so they have, you know, you can, they don't need, you really don't see either one of them read a book. Obviously, there's no TV or radio. Right. But they have, like, a record player, so they do play some music. Um, the younger guy's trying to be more by the book. The older guy's, like, trying to throw the book out the window. But uh, Defoe's character will not let our pets' character up to the actual lighthouse part, like where the light is. Right. Um, seniority or some nonsense. So he makes him do all the grunt work and all the other stuff. Um, there's a scene with a dove, or not a dove, a, a seagull. Okay. That's kind of is the, the, I don't know if I'm going to use the right, you use the word in the right way, the antithesis of what starts becoming like all the things that start happening to to them as far as like the elements and then um, all bad things and then they start having arguments they drink too much there's a weird you start wondering if they're having hallucinations right Um, because I think at one point you see (laughs) you see Willem Dafoe drinking some of the gasoline dang because it's got alcohol so he's just straight up drinking or it's kerosene one either which way Something to give my buzz. <laughs> it's it's and light their insides up. 
Um, <laughs> their own White House inside them. Right. Um, <laughs> but they, it's, this movie is so hard to try and explain. But it is, you know, they start having hallucinations and they don't know what's real, what's not. Start having these arguments and you wonder if, if what's happening is really what's happening. You start seeing some supernatural elements. Almost but like you're, watching a Joker movie? Kind of. But it's, <laughs> But it's it you you know it's you know it's probably all hallucinatory, right? And then, due to the weather elements, the ship's not able to come in for them to switch out, so they're stuck there even longer, right? And the weather's just getting worse, and yeah, it's and they just start fighting, and then uh, their paranoias and their psychoses just wear on each other. And the performances are just absolutely ridiculously amazing. <laughs> I still, I'm going to go ahead and put it down that Defoe will get nominated. Supporting actor, I think. I don't know how that works because it'll be probably best actor, I would say. He'll probably go as best actor. I don't see them, you know, because you could pick which role, you know. Right. When you do the whole for your consideration and, you know, just. You could choose supporting or best. It's really weird. Um, I guarantee he'll get not. I, I'm almost guaranteeing he'll get nominated for this. Now whether he'll win, that's another question because we're very early into the. But we're starting to get into that time of year where we start having Oscar, Oscar movies or Golden Globes. You know, all your all your uh, award season movies are going to be coming out with you know starting at least. Well, obviously not this week, but right. you know, next couple. All um, fodder for awards. Yep. <laughs> so within the next couple of weeks, they'll start um, coming out and everything. But yeah, both of them very well acted. Story as as strange as it is, the script's good. It's story's a little out there, but it's but it's good though. It's it's definitely something different and something I really enjoyed. Um, so real quick, the trivia. I put on here so with like five O's so method so William Defoe stayed isolated at a fisherman's cottage while everybody else stayed at like a at the hotel mm-hmm. like he would stay at the fisherman's cottage oh he's trying to get yeah. the character yeah yeah so so method um whereas um and then Pattinson whereas he stayed at the hotel with like the cast you know the rest of the crew and everything right However, when filming, he ate and stayed to himself during the filming during the filming breaks, whereas Defoe, you know, stayed with the crew. So basically, yeah, it's they're yeah. That was about as weird as the movie. That just about. <laughs> so the cast and crew had to film in freezing temperatures, cold Atlantic water, intense winds, snow, and rain. They had three nor'easters, which are you know just really bad. Blew through during the various stages in the production. It was the most crazy and dramatic stuff, which, or the most crazy and dramatic stuff was shot for real, according to the director. So, so a lot of what you see is is literally what they're having to go through. They're they are straight up in the elements, and it's not they didn't. They said because of because uh, of all the rain and and wind that they had, they didn't have to get wind machines brought in. They, just, yeah. 
Maybe there wasn't much of a budget. That's why I didn't put it on there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, shoestring. We literally shoestring. But <laughs> um, so the story itself is very, very loosely based on a real-life tragedy from 1801 uh, called the Small Lighthouse Tragedy. It's about two wealth, Welsh, two Welsh lighthouse keepers, both named Thomas, that became trapped at their, on their lighthouse during the storm. The other influences they used were from uh, seafaring literary, literary uh, classics by Herman Melville, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, and H.P. Lovecraft. So, kind of give you an idea of some of that. Um, so, this next part is kind of a film nerd alert. Um, this is this part's basically for for all the film nerds that are that um, that are curious about like how they you know what they use to film it. So since the film is set in the eighteen set in the eighteen nineties, it was shot on thirty five millimeter black thirty five millimeter black and white, double X um, S or no fifty two twenty two film, um, all while augmenting the Panavision Millennium XL two camera with vintage. Um, Walter lenses from as early as 1918 to as late as 1938. So the years in lenses from like over 100 years ago. Wow. Yeah, you know, 70 to 100 years ago. Um, which makes the aspect ratio 1 to 19 to 1. In other words, the lenses they were using made it to where the screen was square instead of your normal expanded litter rectangle bo- like litter box yeah okay. so it's your old school just square so you're getting film. Instagram instead of pretty much yes <laughs> yes very much you're getting an Instagram film yeah more or less uh, that's the best way, that's an exact excellent way to put that um so he had a custom kind filter made to um to emulate the look and feel of the uh, orthochromatic film from the late 19th century. I mean, they, I mean, it shows like everything in this movie looks beautiful. The yeah. way it's shot, the lighting, which, I mean, one of the most important things in making a film when you're shooting in black and white is the lighting. Right. Because obviously there's no color. So, earth, shadows and everything are going to be about. So, to be able to do that, you know, you have to have someone that's really good at lighting to help make sure everything pops where it needs to pop um but yeah it's a weird weird movie um but it's beautifully shot and brilliantly acted so i would certainly recommend people go see this and then definitely let me know what your thoughts are in emojis in two word sentences (laughs) i might try next weekend yeah i can squeeze it in after i take my daughter home yeah yeah she does not need to see this movie i know no, no, no. Yes. No, no, no person, n- no, no kids at this one. Okay. Zombie Land Two, probably. Yeah, you could probably get away with a lot. Um, this one, n- n- no. Mm-mm. There is. I think there's even. Yeah, there's partial nudity. The scene with the mermaid, definitely. That's a no-no. Um, and a couple other things, I would definitely say no to kids. Even teenagers. If they're old enough to see it themselves, then that's on them. 
21 and up, or if they're driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they're driving, they, yeah. that's on them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then, um, so that's it for movies for me. I've got one thing to add my two cents on. So Redbox popped out. Popped out. Redbox had Slide as out. a new, yeah, slide, <laughs> slid out as a new release. Um, them That Follow, which you talked about. Yeah. Uh, or the, the Appalachian Snake Handler movie. So you got my interest in it after we talked about it, and I really wanted to watch it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go watch this movie. So I checked it out yesterday, and I watched it last night. I really wanted to like this movie so much. <laughs> I really did. It was so difficult. Um, we all know I like. I don't mind slow movies. Like right. I, I, I'm good for a slow, methodical. Even we, you know, if it's slow paced, I can stick with you if, as long as you get me somewhere. Right. And as long as it's still somewhat interesting, and things are going on that'll keep my interest. So that has to happen. <laughs> This movie was not what I was... I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. Right. Um, it's not as heavy on the snake handling part of it as much as I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought there would be more scenes in the church, I guess. It's more like it's just there. Yeah, yeah. It, it was It was um, a catalyst for, for the third, for the third uh, act of the movie. But it wasn't a major role as overall. That right. makes sense. Um, the major role was the relationship place. between the two kids. Yeah. Or really three, I guess. Three or four kids. Yeah. Part of the problem is I had... A, I kind of had problems keeping the guys apart. Like separated. Okay. Because they kind of looked similar. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't keep them straight. Um, the two teenage girls I was... It was a little bit easier because one of the actresses uh, in the movie, Caitlin Deaver, I've seen, uh, she was in Booksmart, which I really liked, and then she was in the Netflix show Unbelievable, which she is fucking amazing in, and she get nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in the Limited TV Series or Special, whatever you want, okay. whatever the hell they call that. She's amazing. Anyways, um, she's a great young actress that I think is going to grow up to be you know, one of those we'll see a lot and, you know, and continue to do amazing, get amazing roles and amazing parts. Um, she was fine in this one. Yeah. I don't know. So the, just kind of a rehash real quick. The movie's about a teenage girl that finds out she's pregnant by a boy. Um, they're part of the part of this church that up in the Appalachian Mountains where they practice snake handling and basically if you get bit that means you're guilty of sin or some nonsense and so they uh, so the part of this church the preacher's played by Walton Goggins who um, everybody knows from watching The Shield or watching Justified he was also the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp and he's been in a bunch of other things um I love him from The Shield because he played Shane. He was an idiot in that show, and I just, I don't know. He was an endearing idiot, um, which is why I liked him as an actor. Um, Olivia Coleman, which um, I first saw in Hot Fuzz, and she's one of my favorites from that. Um, 
as Doris, and uh, she was also in the favorite from last year's Academy Awards and won an Academy Award for that role when she was awesome in it. Anyways, she's also going to wind up playing uh, the Queen in the new series. Well, not the new series. The new season of the Queen on Netflix. So that should be good. Um, she was great. Like, all the actors acted well. I mean, Alice Ingord, who I haven't seen anything else. I looked up her IMDb. Didn't recognize anything. Jim Gaffigan. Comedian Jim Gaffigan is in this movie for, like, three scenes and only has, like, a couple of speaking lines. But it was, like, so random to see him in the movie. Right. Like, why are you in this movie, dude? But I don't know. It is, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm probably going to get too much ching from this. Um, the movie's interesting. I just wish it were more. Like, I really wanted more for this movie mm-hmm. and from the movie. Um, but it was fine. It just seemed like it was missing something. And kind of like when I was texting you last time when I was telling you I was watching this, the movie is slow and doesn't really seem to go anywhere. It just just continues on. And the... I guess the conflict, obviously, is the fact that she's teenage and she's pregnant and they're part of this church and everything and they're trying to keep it, I guess, kind of secret, but it didn't, not really something stayed secret. I think what it was, the, the guy she's pregnant by stopped going to church. Right. And that's like a big thing for... His dad, for her dad, like, you know, you got to be a devout, you know, in this, and the guy that she's supposed to be with pretty much does whatever dad says. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that line was. She did this with him, probably, she should have followed her heart. Yeah. Here she's here because it's, I guess, arranged a relationship. Right. Yeah. And it just, it just, so slow. (laughs) Um, It's a slow burn. It's an extremely slow burn. Um, but it was good acting and there are some good scenes yeah. like there are some really good scenes but the it's one of those the whole sum of its parts doesn't equal the whole or whatever you want to call it I, I yeah. forgot how that goes but you know it had some good scenes but overall as a movie it just kind of fell flat for me but um, yeah so that's kind of my two cents on that one um, I think that's all I got for this week I'm halfway through Dolomite is my name, so that'll be for the next episode. All right. Um, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Good acting so far. Story seems, I mean, it's very entertaining. So, more on that next time. Uh, trailers. The final trailer for Jumanji in the Next Level is out. What's good? Um, if you didn't see... If you didn't see uh, Kevin Hart trolling The Rock... Um, for Halloween, Kevin Hart dressed as The Rock from that infamous picture of The Rock with the hair and the fanny pack. I saw that. You you need to go search that out. Hilarious. Because that is some funny shit right there. Um, so they're remaking The Grudge because it's been 13 years. Why no, not, right? Well, 15 years. And they're like, why not? Yeah, they've had two other sequels. Just randomly throw Just, it out there. Yeah. Um, but it has a lot of actors in it when we were talking about it earlier. So, yeah, uh, January 3rd release date, so, you know, looks promising to be a big budget movie. <laughs> I can't even do that straight face. 
it'll be good counter programming for people that don't want to see the boring Oscar movies. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to help it, but it's not helping itself by being released January third. Yeah, worst case scenario will be a winter storm, and we can go see it. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, did you ever see the trailer for the movie Antlers? Carrie Russell, Felicity's going to be. I did not. Have yeah, it looks looks weird. 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 Not to look at Very it. weird. I mean, it's a horror movie. It's okay. It's weird. And then, um, well, when you brought up earlier uh, before recording, uh, Bloodshot, Vin Diesel's new mumbling movie. Um, where he gets to play a mumbling, another mumbling cop, comic book character. Yes. Um, Bloodshot is, I forgot the name of the, it's not a DC, it's not a Marvel. It's, I want to see either Valiant, Boom, or, it might be Image. I think it's Image. Anyways. Um, yeah, looks like there's action and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll probably go see it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Never read the comic. Um, looks interesting though. So that's what we got there. Um, again, Thursday, um, which I'll try and get it released. We'll probably do a special one. I'll probably release it over the weekend. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, with uh, Strength South, which I'm very excited. And, you know, I still think uh, Patrick should accidentally be sick. So he could join, but by me saying that over over on the podcast, kind of ruins that now. Yeah, I can edit it out. <laughs> Won't worry. Um, anyways, it'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. And uh, if Patrick has questions or something, he can leave them with me. And yeah, I guess that's it. So very excited about that. And then yeah, I guess that's it. You got anything else? Anything you're excited about seeing coming up? Doctor Sleep going Friday. Going Friday? All right. After work. Yep. You're going to watch The Shining first, kind of remember? I need to. Probably. Yeah. Be a good idea. Okay. I got uh, <clears throat> a couple of friends. They um, read the book, The Shining. Oh, okay. Currently reading the book, Dr. Sleep. Okay. So, and prepared for the movie. So, let's see what so, they think in comparison to those two. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Mm. Before we go, that does remind me. I wanted to record, I wanted to get my son York out here uh, when we first started to talk about, he's reading the Harry Potter books. He just finished Prisoner of Azkaban, getting ready to start Goblet of Fire. He said to me, Dad, yesterday, Daddy, I want to watch, uh, I want to watch Prisoner of, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban uh, movie to see how bad it is. <laughs> I was like, what makes you think it's bad? Well... Mom said it's not not as good as the book. I'm like, well, that's not the same. That's not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not saying it's not going to be as good. Well, he finished it today. I said, well, what'd you think? Well, and then he starts going into all the things that are not in the movie that are in the book and some of the things that are in the book or that are in the movie that he, that weren't in the book. And I wanted him to come out and give his little talk about it. But he was asleep, so... Maybe maybe the next episode, or I'll record it and save it and put it on the next one. We'll yeah. see. So, yay, book people. <laughs> I love book people, then they go see movies and wonder why they're not the same, because it'd be a miniseries. constraints. Yep. <laughs> yep, we'll call it the editing room. Yes. Um, but anyways, uh, 
Anyways, uh, I digress. And I guess we ought to wrap it up. Yeah. Sound good? All right. So for myself, Jeff Hall, and... Patrick Terry. We uh, we hope you all had a good Halloween. Welcome to November. I guess we'll uh, we'll just be doing November now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Miss Rocktober. It's turkey season now. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, don't be a turkey. Go see a movie. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>